Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. So is most everybody doing on those standbys? Are they pretty much, is natural gas pretty much the most common way to go? It's the easiest. When you can get it? Yeah. 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 If you already have it, I mean, there's no reason to do any other fuel. Um, The the upside of propane is uh, that you actually do get, uh, they're rated higher, if you will. So there's, there's more energy in propane. Yeah. So... You'll see a lot of these generators are actually rated at their propane rating. So let's take a, ah. a Generac 22kW, 22kW mm-hmm. on on propane, 19 and a half on that. Ah, there we go. Okay. So, um, and that's not just I shouldn't just say Generac. That's across no, the that's board. Just it how just everybody comes does, with the yeah. territory. You have yeah. less horsepower. You're and you need horsepower to turn it back. Right. Yep. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we talk everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us. This is going to be a powerful episode today. (laughs) We got Jared Griffo from Power Equipment Direct. Let's talk power today, my friend. Welcome to Around the House. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Ah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. And yeah. you know, it's it's interesting. And I'm a West Coast guy, so we mm-hmm. are now starting to deal with power generation on a whole new level out here for backup power. Because you know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and everybody go, ha, ha, California, you're getting your power shut off. Uh, we're all good. Until last winter, when I saw our local power company, which are cool people, I'm not saying anything bad about them, mm-hmm. but I saw them do a little test thing up on Mount Hood where they shut it down before a windstorm. And I went, all right, guys, come into a city near you. This is going to be coming. And sure enough, we're starting to see that when the red flag conditions go. You, oh, could yeah. be have, you could be shut down for two or three days, and now it's a whole different ballgame. Definitely. Yeah, we've definitely seen an uptick from uh, the West Coast, you know, with the... Uh, not to name names, but the power companies just randomly shutting things down because of, you know, the wind blew a little too much or it's a little hot outside. And, you, you know, know and, I get, and I get it from their point of view and I, I relate to their point of view because they're out there doing the best they can. But you get people firing off lawsuits because a power caused a fire and they're like, whoa, OK, it's just like everything else with insurance companies. I see them going, OK, how are we going to limit our liability? And, and do that. If we didn't exactly. have crazy people suing, then we wouldn't have that stuff going on. I think they'd want to sell me power. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, just trying to get back at the people for suing them. But now <laughs> being like, hey, we're just going to, you know, shut off your power now. And that's how we'll solve this issue. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it, it does solve it, <laughs> but it leaves a lot of us hanging too. So Definitely. <laughs> well, you guys have, I wanted to get you guys on here because, you know, we've brought on, you know, each company on before in the past, but you guys uh, have such a great selection of generators and you go across the country, which I love because, you know, we've got, we're in the Pacific Northwest here on the radio, but we're out across the U S on the radio. And then of course the podcast, we go internationally. So we got a lot of people. I don't want to talk about my local store down the street (laughs) because 99% of you guys out there are going to go, that ain't going to help me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, we can pretty much touch everybody across the U.S., all 48 states we ship to, not Alaska or Hawaii. I mean, yeah. you really need it. We can get you out there, you know, with a volcano going off. We'll figure out <laughs> <Exactly>. something. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the grid's pretty rough. I mean, the, the Northeast is a, is a big market. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a very old grid. Um, obviously, you know, Florida, Texas, where you get the weather-based outages and things like that. Um, you know, after... 
Texas saw that huge freeze, it was nonstop from Texas as far as business oh, yeah. goes. I wasn't selling it anywhere else. Like you wanted a generator? <laughs> Sorry, it went to Texas already. Exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, and then West Coast, you know, uh, with all these, you know, power outages and, you know, just the way that the grid is in general, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's becoming more of a necessity rather than a want. Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what my setup is at home because we haven't talked about this before the show, mm-hmm. but I've got a, like a, energizer single gas generator it's you know it's uh i got that a few years ago they sent it out to me to test and then i've got you know the uh you know manual transfer switch at the house which it does great because i mean it, it my house is led it's pretty efficient i can run most of the house off it because i think it's like a 10.5 kw or whatever yeah. it is on that thing so it's big however the problem is is when i had power outage because of an ice storm for five days i think even though the thing's energy efficient I used like 40 gallons of gas in that thing, <laughs> which I don't keep 40 gallons of gas around the house. So I was like, all right, I'm going to siphon it out of the back tank of my truck. I didn't want to have to drive for an hour to go get gas and finally ended up doing that. But yeah, now I'm going, okay, I'm going to have to put a tri-fuel in my, in my life one day <laughs> or just go automatic and, and, uh, and do it that way. But that's one of the issues when you just have that gas generator is that it's good for short times, but man, that was starting to get hassle trying to find gas. Yeah, generators primarily don't do a great job of being fuel efficient, (laughs) whether it's gasoline or even the standby generators. You know, if you're looking at like propane, on average, those things are burning like two and a half gallons per hour at like half load. Yeah. So, I mean, even with a big propane tank, you really got to calculate out how long of an outage you're planning on having. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it's out for a week, two days, three days, you know, it's a lot of propane and, you know, prices of fuels in general are just not great, no matter which way you cut it. So, yeah, and I can't go solar because I got trees. So it's pretty much I'm, I'm, I'm forced to go look at natural gas probably is how I'm going to have to do it on this. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely ideal natural gas yeah. if if you have it, you know, and that's yeah. that's the other problem. Not everybody has that available, which uh, that stinks if you have, you know, an all electric home because then you're driving up the cost of the generator. Then, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely, <laughs> I got to run everything. It's everything's electric. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, you guys, what I love is you get has different brands, and you guys have, you know, kind of where do you guys start out? I know you do a lot of. You've done a lot of uh, sales and consulting with these guys for a number of years, and you're one mm-hmm. of their experts. But uh, where where do your generators kind of start out? What do you guys, you know, what's some of your favorite stuff over there? I mean, it really just depends on the cu- customer. You know, I, mm-hmm. the, the standbys are definitely the bread and butter. You know, Amen. It, they're great. <laughs> it's, it's really nice. It's convenient. But that always doesn't fit into everybody's budget, right? I sure. mean, what a lot of people don't really see with those is, you know, it's a $6,000 generator and then another $6,000 to install it by a professional. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes the portable is just the way you have to go, but those have the limitation. Um, You know, you're not going to do any real HVAC or anything with with a portable generator. And, you know, if I'm in Florida, I may want (laughs) to be able to run my HVAC. It's again, it's a necessity, not a want. Um, but yeah, I mean, starting, you know, portable generators, there's, there's some great units out there. They're really basic. I know, like you said, you have a manual switch. It really does a lot for you. Um, and you, a lot of people can just get by with that, you know, on the flip side of that, some people just don't have the means of, of, you know, hooking it up or they want to have that sense of security where maybe it's a lake house. And I'm not going to be there. So this generator will kick on and do its thing and I don't have to worry about it. And, you know, they've got fun stuff like, you know, Wi-Fi connectivity and it'll tell you Mm -hmm. if it turns on. So, you know, kind of moving into the 21st century with with all that. And they're getting a lot smarter and a lot better at what they do. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's my thing. I mean, I have no problem, you know, I've got a battery powered garage door opener, so it'll back up on that. So I have no problem going over, open the garage door, the power out, <laughs> dragging the generator around outside, plugging the cord into the side of the house where I got it and doing that. But if I'm not home and I got to have my wife do that, I just don't want to put her through that. Exactly. So that's always my fear. It's like, I don't want you to carry that, you know, roll that you know, 190 pound generator out there and, and put that on you in the dark. You know, that's just not that she couldn't do it. I just don't want to make her do it if she had to. Well, you know, you've got that side of it. And I mean, like I was saying, Florida, there is a bit of older people down there. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to be pulling a cord. You know, if I'm 80, 90 years old, not saying they're not no. capable, but 
you know, it's an ease, it's a convenience. Maybe just have it turn on by itself, you know? Yeah. Let yeah, it do its, its thing. <laughs> it's really the way to go. But for the guys out there that, you know, for the homeowners that go, man, I lose power every couple of years. I just want to have something small. I just want to keep the food going, mm-hmm. you know, and just keep it simple. What do you recommend? Uh, I mean, you guys have a lot of different brands, which I love. I mean, you guys go from like, Generac to Westinghouse to Champion mm-hmm. to a lot of the different, you know, even the Cummins ones, which are really yeah. cool. Those Cummins own, own one and Honda and all the, all the big brands. Yeah. But where do people start out with kind of what, what would you recommend if, okay, I can't spend 12,000 bucks, yeah. right? You know, but I want to get something that's affordable and I never send them down to the home center or, or one of the import stores because who knows what you're going to get. Exactly. I mean, starting out, I, I really, to simplify it, if you mm-hmm. just want to run your home, 8,000 watts will cover pretty much most of everybody. If you yep. have an all-electric home, move up to 10, 12,000. Mm-hmm. And the reason you go that route is due to the outlets on them. There, yeah. There's NEMA outlets, so they're all standardized. You know, 8,000 yeah. watts is, you know, 33 amps. It'll mm-hmm. have a 30-amp outlet on it, right? So cool. I can utilize all that power out of that generator. If I need more, 12,000 watts is 50 amps. Yeah, as a 50 amp outlet, I can utilize all that power. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just to make it simple, you know, 8,000 watts, if you're basic, just your necessities around the house. If you want more, move up to, you know, 10, 12,000, and that'll cover your house. And there's yeah. just a plethora of generators out there that, and you'll see most of them in that, that range due to that yeah. fact. Yeah. So. And, and the other thing too, is that, you know, you and I haven't talked about this, but it's just one of the things that I'm always concerned about, man, is okay. And then now people have that F-150 or the, or the, uh, you know, the new, the new truck car that they got to charge. Right. So all of a sudden you've got, okay, cool. I don't have any power at the house, but I was really planning on plugging my car in tonight. (laughs) And, uh, it's, I don't have enough charge to get up to the supercharger or whatever to, you know, that's out of my area to get it there. Now you're stuck trying to depend on your generator to uh, put something in it. So you got some quote unquote fuel to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, electric cars have definitely been giving me a headache. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's nothing wrong with them. It, it, the the no. fact of it is, uh, you know, if you want to use those chargers that are already built into your house, everybody has something different, right? right. They might draw a little bit different power here or different power there. And so, you know, sizing or helping my customers size to that. It's like, well, what do you have? And they don't know, you know, unfortunately, and yeah, I don't Absolutely. expect them to, you know, they had yeah. somebody install it to their house, which they should, and, you know, you need mm-hmm. a professional. And so, you know, whether it's a, you know, Tesla or a Ford or this and that, mm-hmm. they're all going to vary. Um, what people can do though, is a lot of those cars do have just regular electrical outlet type plugs. It sure. takes a lot longer, but yep. it can, you know, if you're doing it overnight, you can at least plug right into a portable and, you know, get yourself back to a supercharger or something. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, you're so right about the chargers though, man. Cause you can get those. It's like, all right, it's, it's 30 amps, but my buddy just bought a brand new, uh, one of the F-150 lightnings, which in theory can back charge into the house. And he bought that charger that goes with it. That's a 70 amp charger. <laughs> it's huge. So yeah. you're not going to just hook that up to your portable to, to do that. You know, no. No. You got a problem then. So now you're grabbing out your, you know, level two charger or something like you said to, to put that in there, but you're not hooking that up to a portable generator very easily. <laughs> no, no. The other issue uh, that we see with those, uh, those lightnings now, they have a generator built into them. Yeah. So now they can be used actually to use on your house. Sure. Well, <laughs> there comes an issue with, um, not to go over people's head, but GFCI stuff. Yeah. So. You have bonded neutrals and this and that. And that actually takes a specific transfer switch that breaks the neutral. Otherwise, it will trip the breaker every time you go to plug it in. And we see that with a lot of professional generators out there because OSHA regulates. It has to have GFCI across the entire uh, front panel. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. So, you know, you go to plug it in. GFCI doesn't get the power back to it. It says, hey, somebody's getting electrocuted. (laughs) Let's trip the GFCI. So there are special switches for that okay. uh, that we do sell. But yeah, that's been kind of a headache because I yeah, forgot a lot of people about don't know. that. Yeah, I got the arc <laughs> fault breakers and everything else. And so you can be really messing with a lot of different stuff yep. with all the new stuff. Oh, dude, I hadn't even thought about that. Great call, Jared. Yeah, I can yeah. see where that's giving you a headache because that's, yeah, because all of a sudden you've got a whole different neutral situation going on. 
And it's, uh, oh, yeah. Great yeah. point. Great I mean, point. It, and it's all newer stuff. I mean, how long yeah. have those Fords been out? I don't, I don't know, a couple of years I, now? A yeah, year? a year now? Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I saw one almost a year ago. So, yeah. I mean, that's when they were first bringing it out. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a problem. And then, of course, you're planning on with the Ford, and I love the thing. Don't get me wrong. It's a super <laughs> cool truck. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having one in my driveway, but you're also assuming that you pulled it home and it was fully charged. Yeah. <laughs> if you came home going, oh, man, I've been all over the place today. I got to get that thing. Oh, there goes the power. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, trouble. It, it, it's a good job site thing. You know, running your <sighs> tools, this and that. That's awesome. But for backfeeding your home, eh. In, in a pinch, you know? in a pinch. Yeah, yeah. that's what, I don't know if I'd set it up for that. But yeah. yeah, it well, I've heard, you know, here's the other thing I heard from uh, people in the RV world out there. The RV campsites are having a problem now with people going out camping because mm-hmm. they're bringing the trucks out there. Well, they didn't set the electricity up in the campsites to charge electric vehicles. Hmm. So they're taking these maybe 20 amp setups and plugging in 30 chargers and either burning stuff up or, or kicking breakers off. And uh, there's been a lot of issues talking to people in the RV world that are taking out there, you know, that are towing around the Tesla or they got mm-hmm. it, you know, towing the electric vehicle around that they go plug it in at the campsite and it's taking the whole campsite down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I do a lot with, uh, we do onboard RV generators, the uh, oh, common yeah. zone in ones. And those have just, they got hit pretty hard with COVID and everything and production delays. Oh. I mean, people were buying RVs with no generator on them that need a generator and they're waiting yeah. years for those oh, yeah. to come out. But uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, it, I, I never thought that, you know, having to charge your vehicle is going to take down a whole grid and people are trying to enjoy their, their weekend. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. So how are you guys doing on, on inventory and stuff too? I just want to ask that question. Cause I know we've had hurricanes now we mm-hmm. had COVID we've had all the different, you know, I, I know everybody's here tired of hearing about the supply chain issues, but yeah. they were real. You guys yeah. been doing pretty good on getting stuff back in stock. Surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, uh, awesome. it seems like most of the major brands out there, you know, we, we, we sell everything we sell or at least for standbys, Generac, Kohler, yeah. Briggs, Cummins, you know, the, the big major brands and they're all doing actually pretty well on, you know, the, they're more popular items. Uh, I would nice. say some of the bigger units, you know, when you get mm-hmm. into the more of the commercial, those yeah. are taking a little bit longer to get out. Um, there's EPA restrictions, things like that, that they're running yeah. into on top of the production delays. So forgot um, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry, <you> California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yep. and that, that's actually one of them. We do have specific generators that have to ship into California. Um, they have to have like catalytic converters on them. And this is for even propane and natural gas. Oh, so brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I could see where that's an issue. And then, of course, so you're building special ones for California. They're buying them up mm-hmm. because of the power grid issues they have down there. Okay. Yeah. I get it. What's the what's the most common size of let, let's jump over into standbys a little bit because mm-hmm. I know people see them, but I don't think they really understand how that all works. I mean, they're a great unit that you can slam in there, you know, next to your house, but you gotta sit there, like you said, you gotta put a concrete pad in. Now you gotta hook in, you know, natural gas or whatever fuel source you're gonna be using mm-hmm. and then hook it into your service and stuff. So yeah, you can spend starting about what, six grand on a unit. And then you probably double that for install. Yeah. On average it's uh, you know, you can get into some of the smaller units if you're just trying to get by with, you know, again, lights, refrigerator, things like that, you know, maybe three or four grand, but generally, yeah. you know, we're Americans. We want the biggest and the baddest out there. <laughs> it well, just comes- yeah, I mean, <laughs> why, why not? guilty yeah. is charged. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> if I'm going to go spend six or eight grand on one, I'm going to pay 10 and have it do everything. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're kind of while you're at it. It's, it's you've already made the decision to do it. I, I just couldn't see going in and going, well, I'm going to get this, this, this. And no, man, just have it. So, you know, you're watching the game and the game's still on, you know, yeah. just. You don't yeah. have to mess with that at that point. That's the whole right. That's the whole reason of getting that right. I mean, true is to power everything. So, yeah. I mean, the average customer is probably buying something in the 20,000 to 24, 26,000 watt. Yeah. Right around there. That's, that's 
pretty much where we stay. Um, again, the lower wattages, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just, no. you know, and when you're at, you know, 24,000 watts, you're talking, that's a hundred amps. That's if you have a 200 amp panel, you're feeding you're never half of that. everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never getting that. So you're feeding half the panel all at the same time. But uh, the biggest reason for people going that large, honestly, is uh, HVAC. Yeah. So a lot of the generators are rated at what tonnage AC unit they can actually run. Nice. So, you know, an example, a 14 ton or a 14 KW generator can run a three ton AC unit. Nice. Uh, you know, 18 will do four and so on and yeah. so forth. So when we are dealing with, you know, again, Texas and, and Florida, mm -hmm. which everything's bigger in Texas anyways, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, you of know, course. they got two, two five ton air conditioners and the generators yeah. need to compensate for that startup surge, you know, yeah. of, a, of a five ton, even with the very efficient stuff out there now uh, with HVAC. You're still talking, you know, maybe surging to 100, 120 amps instantaneously. Wow. So <laughs> I hadn't thought about the surge because, yeah, like yeah. Uh, like my AC unit, I just put a brand new uh, uh, one in that's variable speed and everything. But that thing, you know, it's everything's all digital motors and stuff mm -hmm. on it. But still, that thing is still using a 30 amp breaker. Mm -hmm. for the AC side of things, you know, the yeah. furnace side as far as as far as gas. But, yeah, hadn't thought about it. Yeah, that could be more than 30 amps just in the startup phase on something like that. Yeah, we, we kind of take that for granted with regular power because it's pretty much unlimited. You know, it starts yeah. up, we don't care. You know, maybe the lights dim a little bit when my AC fires up. But, yeah. You know, it, the, the grid doesn't really care, but the generators do, right? Yeah. They have to be able to produce that power to, to actually start it up. So uh, that that's a big reason for going that big. And like you said, why not just have it do everything? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought yeah. I had on mine. I put the, you know, I went from a gas water heater to electric, but I went to the heat pump water heater, which is great. Cause if I keep mm -hmm. it, I always keep it on the heat pump side. That thing only draw. It's an 80 gallon tank. It only draws, um, 500 Watts. Oh, wow. When it's heating. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I, it, you know, like 500 watt light bulbs. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that I'm not, not doing too much with that. So I can be running the, the, the refrigerators, the water heater and stuff and still not be, you know, not be pulling too much on it. And with led lights, they're sure helping as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually awesome to have that low of consumption. Cause I've dealt with some people who have, you know, 60, 80 amp breakers on their electric hot water heater. And it's like, I <laughs> need to size Shoo. you a pretty big generator. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're almost better to go buy a convert over to the water heater. Cause it's cheaper than having to double the size of your generator. Cause you can yeah. buy a, you know, $1,500 heat pump water heater that pays for itself pretty quick. Cause you're also saving every day on doing water and then you have to put less on the generator side. So absolutely. That those makes are the, sense. Uh, um, what are those? The on-demand water heaters. Those are great too. Yeah. Well, the electric, the, they're great. The electric ones, I'm sure, are a headache for you guys, the, the electric on-demand ones, because all of a sudden those are pulling 70, <laughs> 70 you know, amps on that thing, because those yeah. things are not efficient. Just the coil. Yeah, the coils on them, just a solid state coil, just pulling tons of power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it works. I get it. I get it. So how do you size up those, you know, like the, for instance, like the Generax? I mean, that's a obviously a big brand name out there. There's a lot mm -hmm. of different ones out there as far as the standbys, but Generac, Kohler, whatever. How do you size those up? Do you just kind of start working on, on the, how big a panel it is and then kind of based on the, the AC tonnage as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the get go. I mean, I've been doing it long enough where honestly, I just tell people what they need, <laughs> Yeah, but we do have, um, so every manufacturer has their own sizing calculator. Got you can it. actually go down and, and it'll kind of just spit out a, a list of generators. We actually have one on our site that works great. And it actually will, it, we, we try to oversize about 20%. Gives Smart. the generator a little breathing room. So, you know, if you are using it towards the max, you know, you're not really, you know, working it very hard. But Smart. I mean, the, the sizing calculators work fantastic. They're going to give you a good rough estimate of, you know, what's required. Um, nice. you know, that's one route. Obviously, calling us and asking us will help you out. Um, sure. Otherwise, you know, one of the best ways, because obviously you're going to need a installer anyways, would be uh -huh. to have somebody come out and do a load calculation. Um, there you go. A lot of places, you know, even in, I've dealt with it even in California, they require a load calculation to be done before install anyways. Oh, cool. To make sure that we're actually meeting the needs of, of that home. So Smart. 
Yeah. But yeah. it, it can cause issues. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> because you're yeah. not, you know, you and I know we're, we're never drawing 200 amps off a 200 amp panel. If right? you do, you, you, you're you undersized on the panel, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah. you're, 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 you're loading that thing up. Yeah. You know, your electric bill would be insane. Yeah. So, you know, the average person is probably actually drawing anywhere between 10 to 30 amps throughout the day, you know, when yeah. the HVAC kicks on, maybe a little bit more, but you know, it, it's, if you get something in the hundred amp range, cover half of your panel, usually it's going to be perfectly fine. You don't have to worry about much unless you have a, a gigantic home or, you know, a 400 amp panels, split services, it starts to get a little messy, which we do deal with. We actually have yeah. switches. We have transfer switches that are designed for split service. Oh, cool. It's like two switches in one and, and things. So um, there's all the different ways, you know, going about it. I would say, you know, if you're just getting started, try out one of the calculators or give a call mm-hmm. and then, you know, go to, through a professional too. <laughs> Depends yeah. your, your code may need it. Absolutely. So when you're shopping for these things out there, you know, of course, you know, the Wi-Fi stuff is to me super important because I'm a tech guy, mm-hmm. but you see stuff like, you know, they've got the AC shedding or load shedding, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. What does that mean when people are out there kind of doing their, their due diligence on, on just kind of looking around, thinking about what they want to get? So AC shedding is probably the most confusing thing for my customers, but yep. it's actually probably the easiest um, thing to explain. So it, basically what it does is it allows the generator to automatically shut down a, a particular circuit. Oh. So let's say, uh, let's say I have a hot tub, right? Yeah. I really don't care that my hot tub's on, but that thing's on a 50 amp breaker <laughs> and you know, it's going to just draw half of the power of my generator all the yeah. time. You can use the load shedding to actually either shut it down, you know, if it's going to overload the system or mm-hmm you can actually completely lock out a particular item uh, from oh, even cool. coming on, um, which is, it's super cool. Cause now, now we're making that, you know, a smaller generator seem bigger. It can do a lot more for my house because yeah. I don't have to compensate for all these other, you know, weird nuances. Um, yeah. That's great for hot tubs and pools and things like that, that you're like, I'm not worried about it today. It's summertime. If that thing doesn't kick on today, it's not the end of the world. And I mm-hmm. guess it's different if you got a pool and you're trying to keep the water moving for freezing or something, but you can also deal with that, you know, individually as well, seasonally. Yeah. Well, the, the, one of the great uses for it is uh, if you have multiple AC units. So oh, if I've yeah. got two or three AC units, I don't want them all trying to come on at the same time. Again, we kind of talked <laughs> about that surge. Yeah. So it can actually manage them in a sequence. So it'll turn on one. If it has enough power, it'll turn on another, or, you know, maybe I'm, baking a cake and doing laundry and all this and that, and they won't come on until all those other items shut off. So it's just a simpler way of not having to load manage yourself, you know, go and shut off clicking breakers. And, and you're assuming that you're there to do that. Right. You know, so is that typically done through the app then? Is that usually how the, the most common way to do that? Or is that through when you set that load shedding up, is that different kind of between each, each manufacturer or? So it depends on the manufacturer, but um, a lot of it is just set it and forget it, which is Got what it. a lot of people want. Um, sure. You'll you'll get what they call like a, a management module, and that will actually mm-hmm. tie into a specific breaker. Um, uh, okay. A lot of them are wireless, so they're not actually using, uh, it, it's actually pretty cool how they do it. They're not actually using like Wi-Fi or anything. Mm-hmm. They send a signal over the neutral wire of the home, oh. so it knows that the generator's yeah. on. So yeah, everything's wired so yeah of yeah, course yeah so yeah. It, but i guess to bring it bring it back they can only be used on 240 volt items oh yeah because of that that makes so, sense because you got to have that neutral in the in the ground and the everything else in there with the with the with the two hots so yeah coming in so that makes sense okay yeah but uh and then the coolest use that i've found for it and especially in uh, your side of the country uh for solar yeah, because people have solar that'll backfeed the grid and it'll go through like an inverter mm-hmm. and through like a, let's say a 30 amp breaker. Well, yeah. if the generator turns on, the inverter says, hey, we got power back. And now it starts backfeeding the <laughs> generator, which is a no, no. Yeah. So what we do is we put one of those on that breaker. It locks out power from going to that inverter. And then when the <sighs> generator shuts down, unlocks that module and allows it to backfeed. 
That's smart because yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that with solar because all of a sudden it comes on, generator's like, woohoo, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the solar's bad. not bringing enough to power the house because it's only kicking a little bit out. Yeah. Ah, uh, and they thought everything on that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so is most everybody doing on those standbys? Are they pretty much is natural gas pretty much the most common way to go? It's the easiest when you can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you already have it, I mean, there's no reason to do any other fuel. Yeah. Um, the, the upside of propane is, uh, that you actually do get, um, they're rated higher, if you will. So there's, okay. there's more energy in propane. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of these generators are actually rated at their propane rating. So let's take a, ah. a Generac 22 KW, 22 KW mm-hmm. on, on propane. 19 and a half on natural. Ah, there we go. Okay. So, um, and that's not just, I shouldn't just say generic. That's across no, the that's board. Just it just everybody comes does. with the yeah. territory. You have yeah. less horsepower. You're and you need horsepower to turn a magnet, right? Yep. So, so it's like when you're, when you got a car that's flex fuel and you go use the E85, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, that's cool. It's cheaper, but that also cuts down your power by 20%, you know? <laughs> yeah. It cuts down your power. And then it also like, drains your fuel tank because it takes exactly. two times the amount <laughs> yep that too so but yeah, but you'd have to have a massive propane tank to fill these though i mean that's the other the downside of that right is you you got to have a you know a solid like what you see at the gas station style propane <laughs> tank if you're going to lose power for four or five days yeah minimum size that you're going to want is about 250 gallons that's <sighs> minimum not everybody yeah. has the space for that, you know, and especially if you got a homeowners association and you can't oh. bury, you can't bury it. <laughs> HOAs love you on that one. Oh, yeah, they, I've had HOAs that made people paint their generator the same color as the house, oh. <laughs> just to make, so everything matches. And yeah, I, I could do a whole show on HOA <laughs> horror stories. You know, or condo associations are just as bad too. Yeah, you yeah. know, those are the worst too. So, oh yeah, that's. Hadn't thought about that, but that's the thing with those big tanks. You got to figure out where to put those things and have access for the propane company to come out and fill it up too. Yeah, that's all part of it. Plus, I mean, if you're in a cold climate, again, there's a, it expands and contracts with cold. So if I'm, you know, got a 250 gallon tank and it's below 40 degrees, I might only have like a hundred usable gallons in there. Oh yeah. So and like my, my BTUs son, and yeah. Yeah. So my son that lives in outside of, Bismarck, North Dakota, that just moved there, <laughs> he'd have some serious troubles when it's negative 30 outside. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> but he probably has natural gas, you know. He does. Midwest, yeah. Mid, you it's know, a Midwest mid, thing. Yeah. Or Midwestern. <laughs> yep. They're smart on that. So, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. And does anybody on the residential side do anything like diesel or stuff, or is that pretty much more commercial? Farmers. Farmers. <laughs> a lot of farmers too. will do it. I mean, okay. It, they have a ton of diesel on their property. Why not? Yep. Yeah. You got um, farm, farm fuel out there. So it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And they can use that. I, I, I guess the biggest misconception is people think they can use heating oil in them. And yeah, no, that will just destroy a generator. I've had, I've had it's that too happen. dirty, right? <laughs> yeah. Too dirty. It has to be the low sulfur, low mm-hmm. output stuff. Um, I mean, diesels are great. I mean, they're built like tanks. Oh yeah. The cost is really what kind of comes into play when, you know, an example would be a 20 kW um, air cooled, uh, you know, let's say Generac is mm-hmm. roughly again five six thousand yeah. dollars. A diesel is probably you know fifteen sixteen thousand. Ooh, buddy, yeah. Different animal though, you know. Different animal, but <laughs> you know, if you got the farm and the fuel, and and you don't have natural gas, then that might make good sense for you. It, yeah, that makes more sense uh, on that aspect. Or uh, we have a lot of uh, PTO driven generators. Oh, hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the farmers will do that because they already have a tractor. You can get a huge generator forever. And the (laughs) the power's there, the tractor, that tractor is used to running all that time. And you can just, I forgot, totally forgot about PTO. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually love PTO generators. They're so simple. And so everybody out there, what that says, just if if you're not like a Midwest person or a farmer person that I, like (laughs) I used to. You know, so you got a tractor or even a truck sometimes will have a power takeoff is what this is. And so mm-hmm. it's just a, a shaft that comes out of the transmission, basically, that you could turn off and on. And that's what farmers will sit there and 
and uh, turn on the, the, you know, maybe the mower deck that's behind them or whatever else they're dragging around. So mm. instead of running that blade, you could put on a generator and run the, your, your power that way. So hadn't thought of that because now all of a sudden you don't have to worry about a power source. You just have to worry about the, the power creation side of things. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Pull the tractor up and off you go. Yeah. No, they're, they're actually fantastic. I mean, it, obviously these people have invested a lot of money in a tractor. We're not talking like, you know, a not, regular yeah. lawnmower or no, anything no, like no, that. No, 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 Yeah. So, you know, these are, you know, cost more than my car, you know, yeah. <laughs> type tractors. Yeah. Some people's houses in our listening audience. Let's get serious. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So. Those tractors, some of those tractors, and if, if you're not in a farm area, uh, when I was in high school, I'll tell this funny story and you'll kind of laugh. We used to go out four buying and mudding and doing all that mm-hmm, stuff growing mm-hmm. up in the, I was in the Tri-Cities, Washington there. And uh, I got to be careful because the listening audience of the place that we used to do this at is now listening to this on the radio. But I won't even mention what brand it is, but we'd go out four buying and at 11 o'clock at night, we got everybody stuck. We'd always have one person. We'd drive like 10 miles on the freeway go over to the tractor dealerships because all my buddies worked there. We'd get the flag cars and run the tractor out the freeway in the middle of the night, go out there, pull everybody out, run it back, spray it off, put it back up in the line. And nobody knew any different. No, man. But uh, I'm not going to say brands because I know a lot of people that still work around there. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But uh, if you saw if you saw us running down the street uh, on the freeway at two o'clock in the morning, uh, in the nineties or late eighties, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, but, that's just normal around here. I mean, we're in yeah. Illinois. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> Illinois, if you're not in Chicago, you're in a farmland. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much it. Or Chicago, Absolutely. Or the suburbs, which yeah. we're in the burbs, but yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with that. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one though, man. I hadn't thought about that, that uh, I totally forgot about the whole PTO option and for the farming community out there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And then you guys do also the service on the RV and replacements on RV generators as well, right? Uh, servicing and whatnot, we don't. Okay, um, so just the just, just supplying sale. those. Yeah, those we can. Yeah, so. yeah, we do more of the just sales on those. Um, gotcha. Those are a little difficult. Uh, they definitely. Yeah. It's almost like a standby generator, but on your your RV or your truck, or I mean, we even sell commercial models for like boom trucks. They'll have like a mm-hmm. again a PTO or a, a hydraulic pump driven on yeah. for the hydraulics. But uh, yeah, uh, just strictly sales. <laughs> okay, good. And so. and the and the crazy part of those things is it's not only do you have to figure out how it's going to power stuff, you also got to make sure it fits in the box. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people don't think that again. They want the biggest and baddest for their RV or whatnot. It's like, well, the you know little cubby hole you have built for this is you know only this big. So instead of seven thousand watts, you're getting four. So yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's what it is. It's what it is. So what else we should be talking about with generators here that we haven't really talked about, man? Because you know, there's. I used to say generators. You'd see it a lot on job sites now, and there's mm-hmm. less and less of that with with uh, the cordless power tools, because almost everything mm-hmm. out there is cordless power tools, but there's still guys out there doing it. But I see more of, of you know, people out doing campsites and stuff with it probably mm-hmm. now than, and you guys sell those, by the way, the the, the smaller ones that you'd use for maybe a, a job site or a campsite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the big popular units right now, and you'll, you'll hear the term thrown out there, which it's used pretty loosely in the industry is, is inverter Mm -hmm. type generator so you know we talked about the solar and they have inverters and you know this and that Mm -hmm. you know an inverter meaning it takes it from one power to another and then converts it back so the small little generators you know um some of the hondas and you know uh, champion makes good ones and then westinghouse um basically what they do is they take the power out of the generator they turn Mm -hmm. it into dc and then they turn it back to AC, which makes it extremely clean. So a very yeah. clean sine wave. Yep. So, um, you know, you get people like mobile DJs where mm-hmm. if, if I had a, you know, just a normal generator going, you might hear actually the harmonics of that coming out of the speakers. Yeah. So a very clean uh, power output is pertinent in that portion. Um, that and like server rooms. Yeah. You know, a lot of people with server rooms and, um, you know, they 
not only that will they have the servers, but they have HVAC equipment that's attached to that. <laughs> so <Got> uh, it. <laughs> those are a little bit uh, tricky to size for. But yeah, the little inverters sense. are fantastic. You know, you use it for camping. You can use it for RVs. Yeah. You can even use it for home use, you know, if you're just yeah. trying to run it. Mine, it says inverter on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it's a, it's a big one, you know, yeah. so, but yeah, the power coming out of the thing, I've had no issues as far as that, you know, other yeah. than massive gas consumption. But <laughs> other than that, you know, it, it gets the job done. But, I mean, some, uh, of, some of the newer ones are pretty cool where, um, because they're an inverter, uh, so the way the magnets work, they have to spin at 3600 rpm to get 60 hertz everything in the u.s yep. is 60 hertz right so yep. 3600 rpm with the magnet well the inverters because they're taking in that power they can almost work like a three phase where oh. they can lower their rpms to let's say 2500 rpm mm-hmm. so you'll conserve on fuel because it doesn't have to put out a lot of power because of the inversion process yeah exactly that makes sense so that might be what you need <laughs> yeah <laughs> save your, no save yeah. yourself a couple gallons <laughs> right oh yeah, I'm due for an upgrade. I think it's one of those things that I'll probably be getting a hold of you guys for for doing a standby one of these days because it's just going to have to be that way. And I mean, I've got, uh, you know, I kind of have that. Uh, uh, it's one of the Reliance, you know, mm-hmm. manual switchover switches, which works, works great. But yeah. that's only 30 amps, Yeah, you know, and that's the problem that uh, that uh, that that does is it doesn't do everything, even though my generator puts a little bit more out than that. That's mm-hmm. what I put through that switch. And I probably should have gotten with a bigger switch, but that's all I could get at the time because I did it during COVID and it was like, well, 30 amps. Do they make actually bigger transfer switches for that? Or is 30 amps pretty much the biggest they do for that? I guess that's the question that have you seen anything bigger than that on those transfer switches? Yeah. So 30 amps is common. 50 amps is the step up from there. Again, we were talking, okay. you'll see the 30 amp outlets, 50 amp outlets, everything just yep. kind of flows together. And then even on top of that, we've got like whole house type switches where oh, cool, almost like an interlock, but uh, what it'll do is it's rated for like 200 amps on one. End, and then mm-hmm. on the opposite side, you'll have like a 50 amp or 125 amp ah. breaker. Shut off the main flip or shut off the, that main breaker, flip it over yep. to uh, the generator side. And now I'm feeding my whole house with generator power. All right. I like that. That's <laughs> cool. That's cool. Yeah. If I wanted to take that project on, that might be a way to go, but, uh, I think I'm just going to have to go the other direction with that. <laughs> you know, a lot That's, of people I, don't like it because you have to get pull permits and whatnot. Cause you have to pull the, the meter can. Yeah. You can't, it has to be installed before the main breaker. So, yep. Well, I actually tried to do one of those uh, where you pull the meter and that plug goes in and the meter goes on top of it. Yeah. My local power company uh, quit letting you do that. Yeah. Those are actually pretty awesome. I've been trying to get my hands on those myself, but yep. they really do kind of uh, curtail a little bit more to power companies where they'll be like, oh, yeah, our power company will come out and install this. It's actually a fantastic option um, mm-hmm. because you just, plug right into that and it does its thing um but you know beyond that if you just get a you know like a reliance switch 30 amp with you know 10 circuits or however many you need yeah uh, they work very well you know yeah it's mine's foolproof i like it and it seems to be a good brand and it's uh pretty simple to install too yeah i like the fact that uh, you're not flipping on and off breakers they have switches on it because yeah. a, a lot of people don't know a, a breaker's not a switch it'll wear down right yeah. so having a switch there you know, avoids that wear of that breaker for safety. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many commercial, you know, you think about commercial buildings all the time, people go in and turn the warehouse lights on and they're clicking breakers every morning. And when they leave, they're clicking. It's like, you know, those weren't really designed to do that. Nope. Nope. That's how you wear that stuff out. (laughs) So Jared, what else have we not talked about today? That is uh, some good tips out there. I mean, you guys, uh, of course, powerequipmentdirect.com is where we find you guys. But uh, Mm -hmm. what do you recommend? Is there anything else that uh, we didn't talk about that uh, people should know before they start going out and and thinking about uh, either getting a generator or upgrading that generator? Um, I guess one of the the genres that we didn't cover is uh, batteries. So there's a lot about that. Yeah. There's a lot of batteries. Everybody's got batteries now. It's it's the hot new thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just if you are buying something along those lines, be careful of the limitations. A lot of people don't understand what a watt hour is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if I have a thousand watt hour generator or battery system, battery. let's say, yep. um, 
that means that if I draw a thousand watts from that battery, it's going to give me power for one hour. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, a lot of people think, oh, it's going to put out a thousand watts. And then, you know, all of a sudden it, it doesn't live up to their expectations. Um, on, on top of that, a lot of these companies, uh, Generac and Kohler especially, are coming out with uh, whole house battery systems. Those are pretty cool. Those yeah. are pretty cool. You know, yeah. uh, make me a little nervous, but, uh, you know, they're, it's new, but they work super cool. I mean, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, almost like a, just a gigantic UPS system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I like mean, your the, Tesla car battery on the wall, basically, yeah, that's running yeah. your house. And I that's through their, I mean, that's who they're competing against is, you know, yeah. the Tesla wall. Yeah. But I, I could see where it, it, it's really nice if you live in an area where, you have really high peak hours of, of power because yep. you can actually set those things up. So it'll turn on at a certain time of the day, you'll run off batteries and then charge back the batteries either on solar or off of the grid at your lower peak period. Nice. So that's kind of nice. You know, the U S isn't terrible. I mean, some certain places are, um, yeah. as far as grid power, but, uh, it, it definitely is a great option. A uh, little pricey. I mean, this comes yeah. with the technology. Yeah. You know, it's new. It's that shiny new thing. Everybody wants it. So, uh, so are they, are they a lot more than, uh, I haven't looked at pricing recently. Are they a lot more than just doing a standby generator, having it done? Or are they up in that price point? Uh, they're quite a bit more. Okay. Uh, I mean, if, if you're looking for backup power, I, I don't think you're going to beat the pricing on a generator. Okay. Yet. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so, cause you're talking, you know, uh, they say it, you know, for a good system, probably 30 grand. Whoo. And that's like yeah. full batteries. You'll be running for days off batteries, but yeah, but it's, mm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, might might want to wait till technology gets a little bit better and that price goes down. If you're thinking battery, to me, yeah, so. yeah. Soon enough, the market will have enough out there, and the technology will catch up, and we'll have some pretty nice systems that are yeah more reasonably priced out there. I noticed I recently that uh, Tesla and their solar roof. Mm -hmm. kind of just got quiet and went away. I saw that, uh, heard from some listeners that had, uh, that, uh, had scheduled installs and all of a sudden they went, um, no longer available mm -hmm. and gave them their deposits showed up in their bank account and, uh, off they went. So I think that, uh, that one is going away, but I'm sure there's other stuff that's happening out there, but, uh, yeah. some of that stuff's changing quickly. Yeah. With the, uh, limitation on certain things, you know, there's still microprocessors and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's a weird market. And I think, uh, Tesla's always ahead of the game, but maybe too far ahead where they don't see, you know, the, the market changes so quickly that, you know, they're all great intentions, but yeah, and they're just, they're just, you know, being the leader sometimes means it means you get your head hand slapped a few times too. Yeah. Out there, so <laughs> it does, but I tell you what, they are the worst as far as the media trying to get a hold of those guys to talk about something. It is it's easier to talk to a manager at Apple than it is at Tesla and to tell you how hard that is. So <laughs> you could probably get a hold of Elon Musk on Twitter easily, more easily than talking to one of like their PR 100%, people. 100%. <laughs> I have a better chance as man. I, I have reached out probably 40 times to those guys and I get crickets and I know people that are huge news people out there that mm -hmm. crickets, they just don't want to talk to anybody. They're like, all right, that's their game. They're yeah, just they going to be quiet. They got the secret sauce and they don't want to give the formula. No kidding. So. <laughs> 14 herbs and spices they got yeah. going in there. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jared, is there anything else we missed, man? That battery's a good one. I forgot to, to even mention that, brother. Uh, no, the batteries are great. Um, you know, as far as generators go, if you really are interested in them, you know, give us a call or, you know, there's tons of information online. It, the internet's great, right? But it's the wild yeah. west. You're going to get conflicting information here. There, go with this, go with that. You know, uh, again, I've been doing this a while. Give us a call. You know, it, it, that's the, a good place to even start, even if you're not buying anything. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find a person that is, you know, been in the business long enough that's professional that actually wants to give you information. <laughs> right. And, and that's one of the things that, that kind of brought me to bring you on here is, is that I love that you carry so many different brands. So when you talk to somebody on the phone, you're not giving them the, the brand pitch. You're going, mm -hmm. all right, really this brand and this model is really what you're looking for, for your situation versus, oh, this is going to kind of work, but that's all we make. Yeah. And that's what I love about this is 
you know, I can actually help the customer pick what they need and I, I don't have to oversize them or because I'll get a lot of, you know, installers where they'll strictly only install, you know, a 22 KW. That's it. Doesn't matter what the install is because they know it's going to work. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, some people just don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so. it's, it's kind of like oversizing AC units. Sometimes it's not the best plan. Oh, definitely not with that. <laughs> so <laughs> short cycling and exactly that humid in your house. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that can't be good though, too, with uh if you've got a you know, generator that's a standby generator that's that's way big and it's just kind of idling along, that can't be that great for it either. Yeah, you you'd think you'd want to kind of have it sized correctly. Yeah. I mean uh, if you're in the fifty to eighty percent range, that's that's about where they like to sit. Right. Okay. Fuel consumption wise and, and output, mm -hmm. that's just going to probably be the, the longest life of it if you if you buy it or uh size it in that range it, like the diesels you get issues with wet stacking if they're undersized so yeah. those are a little bit more finicky but again it, most people that are buying diesels pretty much know what they want <laughs> you're not yeah. going to come into it you know come calling me up being like i want this eighteen thousand dollar generator on my house you know it's, yeah <laughs> you're doing a little bit more research <laughs> amen amen well jared man i want to get you back on again here in the future this has been yeah. great today man and uh best place to, for people to get a hold of you is over at uh, power equipment direct at powerequipmentdirect.com or give you a call on the phone huh yeah yeah and actually uh right now actually we have a promo for your show uh first Thanks, 100 people. Yeah, first hundred people to use the promo code ATH, uh, they'll save fifty bucks on a uh, qualifying portable generator on our site. Uh, there so they we can go. Do, yeah, they can do uh, Power Equipment Direct, which actually we have multiple sites uh, with that. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we do air compressors and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, otherwise, ElectricGeneratorsDirect.com. Uh, they can talk to me on the phone. I'm there. <laughs> nice man just so. that's great and thanks for that promo who doesn't want 50 bucks right yeah i mean especially nowadays right <laughs> <laughs> that'll fill one of the tanks up in a truck maybe <laughs> yeah fill the one tank in your generator <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well thanks for taking the time today man i really appreciate it. i even learned stuff today so that's awesome no, i appreciate it thanks for having me on thanks jared i'm eric g and you've been listening to around the house Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.